want to give a thank Bertie and Roy for the opportunity again to be with you here this morning on the Lord's Day and to bring the word of the Lord. And uh, we were with you on the Thursday night at the prayer meeting, and certainly uh, we knew help of the Lord, and we're very encouraged uh, to hear the prayers of God's people. Again, could I encourage as many of the Lord's people again uh, to remember the place of prayer? And at last, on Thursday past, we looked at that great question at Ezekiel, when the Lord asked Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? Lord, thou knowest. And we saw how God brought revival, even in the midst of the valley. And uh, come this Thursday, in the will of the Lord, we'll be looking where the Lord came to the city. And he broke into the city, and many were turned on to the Lord, and were gloriously, and were wonderfully saved. So I'd love to encourage as many as God's people to come uh, to the place of prayer, and to really begin to lay hold upon the Lord, and to pray for the salvation of precious souls, and, and to pray that God again will turn the hearts and lives of people Onto himself. But you know, when I was at the prayer meeting, there was one little lady, she prayed. And she prayed how Psalm 1 had become a blessing to her soul. And you know, I went home and I, I thought much of that. And you know, when I was in the prayer meeting this morning, people were thanking God for all the blessings that the Lord had given to them. And on yesterday, on Friday and yesterday, the Lord pressed the Psalm upon my heart and I want to be able in the help of the Lord to bring it to you today and I want to speak on that one word blessed if you have your Bible will you please turn to Psalm 1 Psalm 1 that wonderful Psalm and there are only six verses to this Psalm and we will read the word of God together and then we will seek the Lord's help and then we will bring what the Lord has laid on our heart turning to Psalm number 1 and reading uh, at the first, first verse. This might be a familiar psalm to you, you know, sadly. So many of God's people will become maybe customized to the scriptures, and uh, we've heard that read before. We've heard it read many times. But I, I find whenever you come to the verse, and maybe you've come to it many times, yet there's something new that the Lord has to show and wants to reveal out of that verse. And here we have Psalm 1, reading verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of, of, of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper." The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. And you know, if you're here today and you're not saved, my dear friend, this is a picture of your life tonight. Without Christ, you're like the chaff. And the wind can come at any time and blow you away. The first three verses deal with the blessing and the life of a child of God, one who's saved and one who loves the Lord. His leaf shall never fade. As you and I abide in Christ and follow Christ and live for Christ, our leaf will never fade. But not so with the unwicked and not so with the ungodly. Because it says, therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. You'll never be in heaven. If you're not saved today and you die without Christ, 
You'll never be in heaven. You'll never be in that great congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way. The Lord knows your way. He knows my way. He knows the way of the righteous. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. We know what the Lord will bless his word. And with the word of God open, let us turn to the Lord for his help. Our Heavenly Father, we thank thee again for this return of thy day. We thank you, Lord, for this one day in seven that, Lord, you have consecrated and set apart for thyself, that we as thy people, Lord, we can lay down our tools of labor. And, Lord, we can come away from all of the busyness and everything that would occupy our minds throughout the week that has gone out into eternity. And we thank you, Lord, that we can come this day and we can find rest, Lord, in thee. We thank you for the house of God, how the psalmist rejoiced when he went into the house of the Lord. He was glad when he went into it. And Lord, as we have come to thy house today, that thou will make us to be glad, that we will rejoice in all the great things that Christ have done for us at the place called Calvary. Lord, we thank you today for Calvary. And Lord, in a little moment or two, we'll be reminded again of that death as we gather around the Lord's table. Lord, we do this to follow thy command until he returns again. Lord, thank you for your precious blood that you shed on Calvary's cross. It was shed for rebels, shed for sinners. And praise God, it was shed for me. And today we rejoice in the power that is in the blood. And so, Lord, we pray that you'll cover this gathering with the blood, that you'll cover our lives with the blood. And, O God, we cry to thee that if there's one without Christ in this hall today, that this will be the day they'll come and put their faith and trust in thee. Lord, we look now to thee for thy help. Pour out thy spirit upon us, for, Lord, what am I? Lord, I'm only the clay, but, Lord, thou art the potter. And I pray you'll fill this vessel with your power and with your spirit. And Lord, help me to preach, but help the congregation and the people to listen to what the Spirit would have to say in Jesus' name. Amen. Whenever you come to the Word of God, there's no doubt there are many parts and books and chapters and verses that encourage and thrill our heart and our soul. And I have to say that if you're a new convert in Christ and love the Lord Jesus Christ, I would encourage you as a believer in Christ to read the Psalms. And not only to read the Psalms, but to also read the book of Proverbs. Because when you come to the book of Proverbs and you read the book of Proverbs, the Lord will give you wisdom. And there you will find wisdom and life and help and guidance. But when you come to the book of Psalms, you will see how the psalmist in the midst of his trials and difficulties and struggles, you'll see how he learned to pray. You'll see how he was encouraged so much in the Lord his God. When we come to Psalm 1, it is interesting in how this psalm opens up. It opens up with that wonderful word, blessed. And you can see it there for yourself in Psalm 1 and 1. It's there in, in bold capital letters, blessed. And that word blessed simply means happy or to be happy. I asked you a question today as you're in the house of the Lord. Are you happy? Are you blessed? 
Because the psalmist went on to say, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And you know, my dear friend, we're a happy people. We're a blessed people today. For the little time that we have left today, I want just to take that one word, blessed, and just to show three areas in our life where God has blessed us as saved and redeemed children of the Lord. The first place that God promises to bless is in our life. And you're here today and God has blessed your life. God has blessed your life with maybe you're in the old age and God has given you a good life. God has blessed you with long health and and many years. Maybe you're here as a young person. The Lord has blessed you with a good family and a good home and everything is there for you and you're, and you're blessed. And God promised to do that. God promises to bless families. You know, whenever we start in the very beginning of the Bible in, in Genesis chapter 3, we, we find that through the sin of Adam and when Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, God cursed the ground. But whenever we come to the life of Abraham, We find how God promised to bless the families. We find how it says in in verse 2 of of Genesis chapter 12, when Abraham, when the Lord told Abraham to get out of the land of of his birth from his kindred and his father's house, and and God said in verse 2, I will make thee to be a great nation, and I will bless thee. And God's promised that if you put your faith and trust in me, and you step out and to do the will of God, God says, I will bless thee. I will bless thee. But Lord, the Lord didn't stop there. He said, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. You know, as God blesses you as an individual, as you step out for God, and as you go out to serve the Lord and to do as well, not only will he bless you as an individual, but he will make you to be a blessing to others. We sing that little song, channels only, blessed master. How you love to be a channel to be a blessing for the Savior. You know, when you picture the Dead Sea in the Bible, there's no little valley, there's no little streams or rivers. It's just a dead, stinking sea. But that's not to be the Christian's life. We're to be a life that is full of many channels, bringing the blessings of God to others. As God blesses you and me, God promises to make you to be a blessing to others. But the Lord didn't stop there. He went on in verse 3 and he said, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Not only will God make your life to be a blessing, not only will he make it to be a blessing to others, but God will bring the blessing right into your very family and into your children's life. Has he done that? I'm sure he has. My mind goes to the New Testament of the Philippian jailer. That jailer was a hard and rough and ignorant man. And yet, almost two minutes to midnight, almost about to commit suicide, to plunge his life out into eternity and to be lost forever. There in that jail and there how he cried and he came to the feet of Paul and Silas and how he he became a child of God and, and was saved by the grace of God. 
And he brought Paul and Silas home. And what a blessing came to the Philippine jailer's house. Because his wife believed. She saw the change in the life of her husband. She saw what Christ had done in this individual's life. That she too put her faith and trust in Christ and his family also. Is that not what the verse says? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. You see, God promises to bless the family. But not only does he promise to bless the family, he promises to bless the nation. Turn with me please to Psalm 33. Psalm 33 and we see where God promises to bless the nation. Psalm 33 and, and verse 12, and it says, Blessed is the nation whose, whose God is the Lord and the people whom he have chosen for his inheritance. There's God's promise. Not only a promise to bless you as an individual, not only a promise to bless your family and, and to make you a blessing to others, God promises to bless the nation. And as others put their faith and trust in Christ, God begins to work throughout the land. And it's only the nation whose trust is in the Lord. You know, I wish maybe I could spend a little bit more time on this, but that's what's wrong with our nation today. There's no fear of God. And being honest, we have turned our back on God. And that's why we're not seeing the blessings of God in our land the way our forefathers did. Our wee province down through the years has been blessed with the preaching of the gospel. You go throughout our land, north, east, south, or west, and you will find where places have been risen up for the preaching of the gospel. But sadly, today the attendances are very small at the houses of God. Why? Because our nation is slowly, gradually turning itself away from God. But yet as we looked the other night in the prayer meeting, can these dry bones live? Can God bring back the blessing? Yes, he can. Lord, thou knowest. And oh, if only our nation again would turn to Christ and take these great promises that the Lord promises, not only to bless us as an individual, not only to bless our families, but oh, that God would bless our nation again with great spiritual blessings. And God promises to do that. He says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he have chosen for his own inheritance. Do you know, as I said, he promises to bless in life. I want to show you five areas where God promises to bless your life and my life. Turn with me, please, to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and to verse 2. I'll give you time to find it. It's very important that if you want to know the blessings of God in your life and you want that blessing, you desire it. Remember old Jacob of old said, Lord, I will not let thee go until thou bless me. 
And here God promises five areas of our life to bless us. He says in verse 2, And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. You know, when the Lord fills your cup, it overfills. And he says there, If thou shalt hearten unto them, there's the key of it. Men and women and young people, young person, if you want the Lord to bless your life, the key to that blessing is found in the hearkening unto the voice of the Lord. It's listening to what God has to say. It's going through with God. It's fulfilling what the Lord wants in your life. Do you want God's uh, very best in your life? Or do you just want second best for your life? God wants to give you his very best. And here's where he says, if you hearten on to my voice, he says, first of all, blessed shalt thou be in the city. Listen, is your occupation, does your job take you into the city? Do you leave this little area of Dungannon and, and you travel into Belfast or into some big population of a place and that's where your place of employment is? Maybe you've left your home and you went to university and you're now in, in, in the universities in, in Ulster and Belfast or Coleraine and yet God says, if you harden unto me and you trust me and you follow my word, I'll bless you in the city. I'll bless you there. I'll keep you. I'll watch over you. I'll make your ways to prosper. The secondary, he promises to bless. And he says, and I will, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Am I speaking to someone and your employment is out in the field? Whether you be a farmer or a joiner or a bricklayer or an engineer or a road sweeper or, or just picking up letter, whatever it is, listen, whatever field of service you're in today, God says, I'll bless you there. I'll bless you there. And ladies and gentlemen and young people, if the call of God is upon your life to go into full-time service to serve the Lord and to preach the gospel, whether it be in the city or whether it be in the countryside, God says, I'll bless you there. I'll bless you there. Then the third area, he says, in verse 4, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. If you harden on to me, young person, if you abstain yourself from alcohol and from drug and from worldly lust and give your body and your life unto the Lord, the Lord says, I will bless your body. I will bless it. And you know what's annoying me as a preacher, and I haven't yet heard it preached from the pulpit. If you look at young people today, they're covering their bodies with tattoos and their bodies are becoming a body of art. Yet the Bible says, we're not to mark or to cut or engrave the body. And yet the trend among many young people today is to picturize and put these things upon their bodies. Listen, you will carry the mark to the very grave. It's destroying your body. And God says, if you give your life and your body as a holy sacrifice over to me, I'll bless you in the city. I'll bless you in the field. And I'll bless your body. Listen, has God not blessed your body today? Has he not given you health and strength? Has he not given you the soundness of mind? And Has God not worked out your circumstances for you? Has he not allowed you once more to be found in the house of God? That's a blessing. It's God that gives the strength. He gives the strength to your body to do what you need to do. 
But there's another area he promises to bless. If you look on the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kindred and the flock of thy sheep. All ladies and gentlemen, look at verse 5. Blessed shalt thy basket and thy store. Listen. There's a little nursery rhyme. Old Mrs. Hubbard, she went to the cupboard to fetch her dear dog a bone. And when she got to the cupboard, she found there was no bone there to give her poor dog. How many times have you went to your cupboard and there's been nothing there? You know, ladies and gentlemen, we're blessed in abundance, aren't we? The Lord gives us food upon our table. The Lord puts those wages in our pocket that we're able to pay the bills that have to be paid. You know, if we honor him, not only with our body and with our life, but I also in our tithing and giving unto the Lord, then there is no good thing the Lord will withhold from them that walk uprightly. He promises to bless in the city. He promises to bless in the field. He promises to bless in the body. He promises to bless in the basket. But look also, he promises to bless in the going in and the coming out. Think of that. Child of God, have we not already been blessed on this Lord's day? The moment we get up this morning, And here we are in the house of God, enjoying the blessings that the Lord has blessed for us. Every day we get up in the will of the Lord and we go to our jobs and to our places of employment. Thank God he protects our going out and he protects our coming in. As we send our children to school, the Lord looks after them. He watches over them. We commit them to the Lord. We we claim the blood upon their lives that the Lord would protect them and they're going in and they're coming out. Oh, that the Lord would keep them safe. And he promises... If you hearten to me and you do my will and follow my word, then I will bless you in these five areas. Do you want it? Do you want it? See, ladies and gentlemen, not only does the Lord bless us in life, I turn to my second point, and that being he blesses us also in death. Now you might say, well, what blessing is there to be in death? And I know for many of us, when sorrow comes, it's a heavy blow. But God does promise there to be a blessing in death. In Revelation chapter 14 and verse 13, these are the words that the Lord gave to John to give to his people, to the Lord's people to encourage them, not only in life, but when it comes their time to die. This is what the Lord says in Revelation 14 and 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write. You see, God wanted John to write this down. John wanted every believer. He wanted the church of Christ to know this. And he says, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, there's the blessing not only upon the life of a child of God who is given over to God to Christ, but there's the blessing to every child of God who dies in the Lord. Who dies in the Lord. Says from thenceforth. And then he says, Yea, saith the Spirit, they, sh- they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. 
Is it not said in that wonderful verse of Psalm 116 and verse 15, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints? My dear friend, there's victory and death for the child of God. My friend, you and I who, who are in Christ and we die in Christ, death has no power over us. Why? Because Christ has conquered that last enemy for us when he died at the cross of Calvary to set us free. He defeated the last enemy for us, that being death. And I love that little verse in First Chronicles chapter 15. Or First Corinthians chapter 15. And it's very precious to me because as a child, I used to fear dying. I used to sometimes lie at night and wonder if I died. What, what would that be like? And I was scared of it, terrified of it. But the moment as I became a child of God and began to read this, the scriptures, that terror's not there. Because I will close my eyes in death. But praise God, I'll open them again in eternity. And the blessed Savior who blessed my life this side of eternity. He'll be with me even in death. And I'll be able to say, as it says in verse 54 at the end of it, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But here it is. But thanks be to God. Ladies and gentlemen and young people, God has given us the victory over death. Thanks be to God, which give us the victory. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't say through the church. It doesn't say through the fellowship. It doesn't say through prayers. No, it says through Christ Jesus the Lord. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Because God said in Exodus, when I see the blood, I will pass over thee. Listen. Are you trusting in Christ today? Do you know the blessings of God on your life as a child of God? God promises to bless you in life. And we've seen the five areas where God promises to bless you. I will bless you in the city. I will bless you in the field. I will bless your body. I, I, I will bless your hands. Whatsoever thy findeth to do, do it with all your might. I will make your ways to prosper. Whatever your need is, God will meet your need in Christ Jesus. You'll want for nothing. My dear friend, listen. He will bless you when you're going in and you're coming out. And when it comes, your time to die. Christ will bless even your death even your death will be a blessing unto him I left this little verse out for purpose I want you to go back to it in Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 7 and I would encourage you to underline it and certainly to mark it in your Bible Deuteronomy chapter 2. And maybe you're here today and I don't know how long you've been saved. Maybe you've been saved a long, long time. 
Maybe you're just saved just a, a short while. But look at verse 7. For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness these forty years. Child of God, are you tired? Have you been walking through this great wilderness of sin? Have you been walking through the battles for the Lord, fighting the battles for the Lord, and, and you've come to the point forty years and you're tired? And yet the Lord knoweth. He have known all these 40 years, your wanderings, your fallings, your shortcomings, your ups and downs and every blessing. And yet at the end of your life, you're able to say this. These 40 years, the Lord thy God have been with thee, and thou hast lacketh nothing. It's not some way to die. Is there not some way to come to the end of your life? Looking back to that old gospel mission, maybe 50 years ago, as a child you came to Jesus Christ, you put your faith and trust in him, and aye, there's been many hills and many valleys, aye, there's been many temptations, many trials, and now you're near the end of your life, and you're looking back on it, and you're counting all your blessings, and you're naming them one by one, and it is surprising you what the Lord has done. You're coming to the end of your life and you're saying, with Jesus, I have everything and I need nothing more and I lack us nothing. I lack us nothing. One final part where the Lord blesses our life. He promises to bless us in life. He promises to bless us in death. Best of all, he promises to bless us in eternity. What a blessing. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Psalm 23 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will. Look for the I wills in Scripture. It says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Ladies and gentlemen, this God has been our God. He's been our God in life. He'll be our God in death. And praise God, he'll be our God through all eternity. Through all eternity. And the best of all, we will be with Christ. We will be with him. Not for time. Not for time but for all eternity. It's not some blessing. Listen, sinner. The child of God will be in heaven enjoying all the blessings of God. As it says in Ephesians chapter 1, all our spirits, we will, we will sit down with him and all the spiritual blessings that are in the Son will be our inheritance too through Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I come to close. And before I do, 
In this time that the Lord has given me, I wanted to show God's people where he blesses us in life, he will bless us in death. Praise God, he will bless us through all eternity for what he did at the cross of Calvary. But I want to leave a challenge, sinner. I cannot guarantee you one more hour. I can't guarantee that you will be here tonight to hear Jeannie Graham give her testimony. But if you were to go out that door without the Savior, and the Lord to come and take you from this place and from this scene of time, it's not blessings in heaven, but it's the wrath of God in hell. And that's the truth. And when God said to the people of Israel, choose you this day, choose life or choose death, which is it? For in choosing life, there is blessings to be had. But in choosing death, there is wrath and judgment and eternal separation. Hell's not a laugh. And hell is not just a thing of time, but hell is for all eternity. And if you're not saved, my dear friend, that's where you'll be, in hell for all eternity. But for the child of God, and for all those, listen, for all those already who have died in the Lord, when he shall appear, and the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, it's the dead in Christ that will rise first. And we which remain on the earth, if the Lord was to come right back now, our loved ones who are saved, they'll rise first. And then we which remain shall be caught up in the air. Praise God forever to be with the Lord. But sinner friend, you'll be left behind for the judgment and for the wrath of God. I urge you today, and I plead with you, get to the cross. Get to Christ and be saved. Be saved today. And then you will know these blessings that God has said and given in his precious word.